welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Richard A. Dotson. Here are my fellow hosts, Matt O'Hara. Wait, I'm your fellow host now? Fellow host, yeah. Hola. What was I saying before for the last three and a half years? You were just calling me your fellow nerd. Oh. I have no recollection of that. My wa- I am going insane. My wife will be happy that I've finally made it to be a host with you. <laughs> and my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. <laughs> Damn it. We're here on a beautiful, sunny Tuesday evening. It, it, it was sunny. Yeah, it's well, probably going down by now. It's a little dim. I can see out there. I can okay. see a little light right. coming through. Sure. As the vampires awaken. All righty. Uh, any news and notes out there in the NFL world you want to like talk chit chat about? A little little talk of Ruski about? I think the only major news is up? what? Huh? The landing spot of one Eric Decker. Uh, e Decker himself got all the tweets came rolling in like, oh, does this hurt so and so's value? And I was like, no. It's, no, it's mostly. I mean, a it's a it's a one year deal. Yeah, there's a lot of Taiwan Taylor shares. Uh, how does it affect my Taiwan Taylor? shares and i was like not at all not at all no i think this is i think this is great for the young wide receivers there i think they're gonna be able to learn some stuff from eric decker in this one year that he's there because i do think it's i mean he signed a one-year deal i wouldn't imagine he's gonna extend it or anything like that yeah you're not anyone uh poo-pooing their pants right but i think uh, this i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing for um marcus Mariota this year yeah so um and and eric decker that that's a good spot for See, him that as team, well that offense is looking a trillion times better than it did last year right right as the season started uh yeah the guy hurting the most is gonna be richard matthews and this is a guy that was fantasy relevant last year had a fantasy relevant year the prior two years before that in miami right and now he's just sitting there going you know on draft day number they take Corey davis number five he's like no and then third to take taiwan taylor like what well i mean i think this affords tennessee the opportunity to ease those guys in you know like if if Corey davis isn't quite 100 percent, i know he says he's 100 percent, but kind of he, you know, I'm guessing he's probably not 100% 100% yet, and that I think it gives him the opportunity to kind of ease him in during training camp and and maybe slow play him both the rookies really because then you could start Rashard Matthews and Eric Decker to begin the year, and and you know, you don't have to put you don't have to put your quarter your young quarterback in any bad situations, which I think is good. I think Corey Davis, uh, you know, being a senior, being a four year starter, I think he's going to come in. I think he is going to start right away, uh, but I've already heard rumors going to put Eric Decker in the slot. Mm-hmm. which is going to be nice. Again, Eric Decker, one of the top touchdown scoring right. receivers in right. the NFL. So this is really good news for Mariota, really good news for just everybody in that offense. I think Eric Jamal Decker, Murray. I mean, I think that's great for him also because, you know, obviously he was coming from the Jets where, you know, you're in a really crappy quarterback situation, and he gets to go to Tennessee where, you know, obviously that's a, a huge upgrade. Yeah, at I the quarterback agree. Position, I think so. if it's uh, Eric Decker – for the one year, it's going to be pretty nice. And this is right. probably going to be one of those times where, like, this is the beginning of the end for our old friend Eric Decker. No, I think so, yeah. I mean, if when you get, like, a one-year deal at this point in your career, you you, you smell the end of the road coming. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if if you're an Eric Decker owner and, you, you know, you fall out of contention and he's still doing well, obviously sell. I mean, that's <laughs> – it's on its way. Death. It's the end of the road coming. Uh. That's Can what Rich ma- smells. Man, if I was, see, I'm 37, about to be 38. Man, I can't imagine just being retired. 
Like, oh yeah, you know what? This is it. This is the end of the road. Got that the rest be, of my life to that, spend top of these millions. That'd Scrooge be glorious. McDuckett. Yeah, that'd be glorious. Just diving through my gold stacks of gold. <laughs> All right, Scrooge McDuck, let's move on. All right, so today we are talking um, the end, the end of our rookie talk. This is it. After, what, like six, seven months of, eight months of rookie talk? Sure, yeah. Um, our getting... final uh, rounds from 37 to 48. Yep. Yeah, and I think we're also going to announce uh, next week those winner of the Ammo Athletics. Oh, cool. Shirts. Still is time to sign up at ammo, ammoathletics.com backslash nerds. Uh, everybody who does gets 50% off their purchase order. That's is, nice, yeah. Yeah, most people give you like 10% off, 20% off, 50%. You know that's half off? That's special. Yeah, so if it's $5, it would only cost you $2.50. That's sweet math. I am so good at stuff like that. So, so good. So, yes, go get to ammoathletics.com backslash Dynasty Nerds uh, and check them out. We're going to give away a couple base layer pants. Again, if you want your nutsack cuddled up in a nice, comfy way. There it is. That's what you want right there. <laughs> Those you could look for the creepy. There he is. Well, I saw somebody tweet it. It was Richard Crane, I think, tweeted at me about the creep, calling me the creepster again. <laughs> One mention of me being the creepster. Now i got to stick with that for the next six months, so. Let's move into some rookie talk, shall we? We shall. So where do we leave off? Our um, good friend uh, Janu Smith, the tight end, correct? That was 36, number 36 last week. So why don't we pick up right where we left off with sure. another tight end. Okay. Now, butt. How do you feel about butt? I love butt. So you're a butt man? I am a butt man. Uh, I'm an all above. I'm all the above. Okay. People are like, hey, what do you like about the thing that you're attracted to? And I'm like, they're like the butt. Yeah. Anything else? I'm like, everything. Yeah. Get it all. Yeah. Okay. And uh That brings that brings us to what my love life? All right. I mean <laughs> if you really want to dive into it, I mean no, I, I was Well, we I met was, twelve years ago. No, uh, I, was, I was referring to number thirty seven on our board. Intoxicated and uh, oh yeah. our board. Oh yeah. rookie. Oh, that's We're right. Sorry. Rookies, right. Yeah, and just sometimes I'm a lover. So anytime the word butt comes in the air, I'm just all right. All hard eyes. Shake butt. <laughs> Tight end, Shake. Michigan. <laughs> what are you laughing over there? You go breathe in your nose. Sorry. Out your mouth. Proceed. Uh, Jake Butt, tight end Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, fell curse of the, the bowl game there. A little ACL problem. Yeah, that was that was a big-time bummer for him. And what's nice about Jake Butt is, even coming out, like nobody thought he was going to be like this like offensive juggernaut. He's just one of those really good tight ends. Like uh, all-around tight end. Like he's... When I think of tight ends like him, when you, the best comp is a guy like Jason Wynn, who blocks really well, who receives really well, big tight end that does everything well. Right. I'm gonna say well as many times as possible. Right. No. Yeah. He's an all around guy that that um he's never he's not gonna be like the most never gonna be like the most athletic tight end on the field, but he's got enough athleticism. You know, obviously pre pre injury to get the job done down in and down out, and he's not a guy that you gotta take off the field in running position. Yeah. Like he's a chain running movement. downs or anything like that. I mean, yeah. he, he has excellent hands sure. the guy doesn't drop anything he's just one of those guys that just moves the ball probably have been drafted in the second round right around there i think that's uh, probably where he would have gone yeah um uh, like you mentioned before his athleticism is just eh, eh. right right i would have loved to have seen like uh his combine numbers but obviously that none of that stuff is available because he was still injured at that time so. and i mean denver's been looking for their next tight end since shannon sharp left town Nope, Julius Thomas. I was going to say they had down. Julius Thomas for a little bit, yeah. But ever since he left, right, they've been without a tight end. Yeah. Uh, so with any kind of receiving 
uh, chops at all. I mean, we, we're going to look for this year, obviously, to be just a, a wash. It's going to be a redshirt year for probably Jake Butt here. I think he. I mean, I think he's fighting to get back. But yeah, I would. It's I would be still, surprised yeah. if he wasn't rounding himself into shape like pretty much all year. I mean, so. the quarterback situation still up in the air there sure, in Denver. Sure. Not a lot going on there. I. They're probably going to see what they have in Jeff Hireman just to see. Yeah, I um, agree. What's right. going on there as well? So, wash year. It's why Jake Butts is low as, as he is here in our rankings at forty-seven. Sure. Good value because you're going to gamble here and get a nice upside player, a guy that you might set, settle in there, maybe could finish as like a tight end number nine, ten on a consistent basis. Somebody you start. Right. I mean, that's what you're looking for in the fourth round. At least I am personally. I'm looking for guys that have some high upside. And, and you know, obviously this is a guy that would have gone much earlier if it wasn't for the injury. So uh, th- these are the kind of guys you want to take risks on in the fourth round. Yeah, guys have potential to – spot start on your team if you get somebody you could eventually use in the fourth round of your rookie draft that's winning mm-hmm. something that you actually bring off your taxi squad and don't let loose that's a successful draft pick if you sure. just utilize them even if jake bet and just ends up as your backup tight end that's some good butt <laughs> that's that's the kind of butt you're looking for man yeah that is the butt you're looking for right. somebody's getting out there and do it all you know a well-rounded butt a well-rounded do it all butt. yeah he's just not flat you know <laughs> It's, he's, he's a well-rounded butt. So, right. shake butt, two thumbs up, no thumbs in. Right? I feel like we're like 10 years old, but yes, <laughs> what you said. You look like you're 10 years over there, you little giggle monster. All right, come on. All right, moving on to number 38, off the butt. All right. All right, off the butt in the McGuire. Elijah McGuire, that is. Now, this mm-hmm. is a guy that you really like. I do like him, yeah. Um, he's a guy that you know went to the Shrine game and performed well and basically just really, after digging in on the tape, he's a guy that kept getting better every year. He was a four-year starter, and he's a guy that has the ability to really just stick his foot in the ground and get upfield. He can also make guys miss in the open field, and he catches the ball really, really well out of the really backfield. Well. So I think this is a guy that, I mean, especially with the Jets situation at running back, both of those guys are getting up there in age. I think um, Bilal Powell is 29, Correct. and obviously um, Forte is getting up there. I think he's like 31 or something like that. So Yeah, he's pretty old. So Elijah McGuire has a really – even as a sixth-round draft pick, has a yeah, he has a, a door open basically to a spot here in the next in the next year if he can produce. And I like his skills. So I, yeah, I, real I, productive running back right. in Louisiana Lafayette. Mm-hmm. I mean, 4,312 yards is a four-year starter. That's pretty good and coming away with 42 touchdowns. Sure. Good hands, mm-hmm. good patience, good balance. And for only being five foot nine, he showed some pretty good power. He's 215. So, yeah. yeah, he's not like a tiny guy, even though, I mean, you know, obviously he's a little short in stature, but, I mean, he's not small. No, he can kind of be like that. You know, when I see him play, when I see like his ceiling, it's like, oh, you know, you can see like a little Ray Rice in his game. Yeah, no, I, I can see that for sure because, I mean, he does – he can get between the tackles and make guys miss and stuff like that, but then he catches the ball also nicely out of the backfield. We're in a 4-5-3. Sure. So he's got the good speed. He's like you enough, said, right. he's in a situation where we don't even know what's going to happen there with both those running backs. It's like Bilal Powell is the clear, I think, would be the front runner in the community's eyes of being the most fantasy-relevant running back on a roster. We don't know what's left with Forte. Um, maybe a little bit too premature just to kind of wipe him off the I, mat. I don't think you wipe. I don't think you wipe Forte off the mat. I know that everyone else is writing Forte off, but I think if 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 the Jets thought that he was just going to be a backup running back, they would just cut him. They've okay. cut so many. They've cut so many aged veterans that if they if they weren't planning on using this guy, they would just cut him. And let's face the facts: the Jets are going to have to run the ball. 
right. a lot. Right. They're both older running backs. One of those guys is going to get hurt and miss sure. some time. Sure. So Elijah McGuire is going to get some PT in some relevance. Most likely still going to be possibly that third down back that will come out and catch some footballs. And kind of set himself up to see where he stands for the 28 season, 2018. I think we'll see a glimpse of what we have in McGuire this year. And I think we'll really know if he has some opportunity going to 18. I think he's right. playing this year to see what kind of relevance he'll have for your roster in 18. I think we'll know what we have early. And that's, another, and that's another great thing about getting a guy like this in the fourth round is because, to me, like you already said, I think we're going to get a chance to see him. And for me, seeing – Getting a glimpse of those kind of guys, you get a good idea of, hey, am I going to have this guy on my roster in, in two years when i got to bring him up for my, my taxi squad, or am I just going to be able to cut bait on this guy? You'll, you'll know, I think, pretty quickly. By know? the time he has to come off there, right. yeah, you'll know pretty pretty well, actually. Just because his situation dictates that he's going to see the field at some point. Yeah, like I said, I mean, that team's going to have to run the ball. Sure. I mean, it's not really sure. an option. I mean, Josh McCown, he's guaranteed to get hurt. Like, it's just guaranteed. Uh, yes. Christian Packard. He's Hackenberg. not even guaranteed to start, from what I hear. He's not even doing all that well. I mean, I know Christian Hackenberg is terrible. So. He's terrible. And then you got Bryce Petty. I mean, that's Brandon Whedon 2.0. But look at what they've done to their team. Like, they're, do you think they really care about winning this year? They don't care about winning this no, year. They, no, they're so they might, they they might lose him. Right. They might just be say, hey, throw Christian Hackenberg out there. Who cares how we do? Like, it doesn't even matter. We're just trying to... You know, if he's if he does well, that's great. Now we maybe we have a quarterback and we can we can not spend the first pick in the draft on a quarterback. But if he does terrible, that's fine also because then we'll just pick a quarterback next year. Yeah, that all makes sense. So I mean, the me, Jets. Yeah, the, I mean, the Jets are a mess. So you know, obviously they're going to be relying heavily on the running game. Basically, is what we're trying to get at. Okay, moving on. Moving now, on. the guy that I was talking about the last podcast uh, that I can't get any love on is Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers. Now, Aaron Jones is drafted after Jamal Williams. But like I said last time, Jamal Williams is a pretty good pass catcher running back, actually. Um, I think he's better than Jamal Williams, and I don't care if he got drafted later personally. And I think that, again, Ty Montgomery is a young running back. I said last week that he's a running back that I believe in. I think he's a great dynasty running back to have, a young talented up-and-coming running back that moved from wide receiver and Jamal Williams being that one-dimensional running back I think he's gonna be have a hard time to find himself getting on the field to cut in the time Montgomery's carries mm -hmm. I think if we put something in there on third downs I think it's gonna be Aaron Jones and for me getting somebody in the fourth round in that offense I can actually get on the field definitely a pass catching ability is pretty good value where if you know, Ty Montgomery does get hurt. You know, we'll put Jamal Williams as that ground and pound running back. Um, I even think Aaron Jones could probably handle that load as well. But kind of like that James Starks role. You always held James Starks because we got those spot starts. He was startable, mostly because of his pass catching ability. I mean, James Starks never tallied up a lot of yards on the ground, but he'd come away with six, seven catches, sometimes scoring those touchdowns, and come away with anywhere from 8 to 15 points a game. Listen, I'll, I mean, I'll go with you to a point on Aaron Jones just because his situation – I mean, his situation is such that – who? I mean, it's a very unsettled running back situation, to say the least, there in Green Bay. I mean, I know that, you know, Ty Montgomery looks to be the guy that's probably going to be getting the starting nod this year, but to say that that is for sure, I mean, that's just ridiculous, you know. So, um, it's for sure. 
It's not. I mean, it's not for sure. You you never know what's going to happen. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm saying that. Okay, I can hear you whispering over there. Um, now I sound like I'm talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> so Aaron, I mean, Aaron Jones, just because he's in a situation where he he could potentially be landing on the top of a depth chart in a good situation, and it, at this point in the draft, just take him. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, like I said before, I, if you told me to take, pick one of those Packers running backs, I'm taking Aaron Jones. I don't understand. I explained last week why I don't understand sure. why people sure. are taking Jamal Williams. So if you didn't hear that last week, go ahead and listen back to last week's episode. And go, you know what? Just go back and listen to every episode we've ever done. They're all fabulous. They're all <laughs> fabulous. They sure are. They um, are. Moving on to another guy here, uh, Ryan Switzer, all five foot eight of them for the Dallas Cowboys. Sure, man. Been producing. Yeah. He's, now listen, if uh, Des Bryant is Scooby-Doo, Ryan Switzer is scrappy dude. That's true. He's a little scrappy little player. He's a little tough guy who runs really, really good routes. Yes, he does, man. Like he's that little, the tiny, I don't say little. I mean, the guy's five foot eight, which is little in football terms. But he's just like one of those really good, shifty, scrappy football players that's going to get in and out of his breaks, run really good routes, and catch the football. He's a guy that he, he gets separation just, you know, um, off, his, off his quickness, basically. And so he's one of those guys that is. He's basically a safety blanket type of guy for quarterbacks. He's always open. He's able to move the chains. He's not going to make big plays down the field. No, he's always open. But he's always open on those short underneath passes and, and like going over the middle and stuff like that. He's tough as nails. Great lateral quickness. Exactly. Great cutting ability. I mean, he's just one of those guys that kind of like where you saw like that upside of Cole Beasley. That's what he is. He is. I mean, to me, he's – He's there. He's he's at a Cole Beasley type of level. I mean, as soon as he makes the transition to the NFL, he'll be that and maybe even a little bit more. I think there's, he's there's I think he's got a little there. bit more upside than Cole Beasley, to Me be too. honest. I, I definitely see him surpassing Cole Beasley. Right. And there's nobody there on the field besides Dez that really overly says, Hey, I mean right now if you go to Dallas and besides Zeke and Dez, I mean, in your dynasty team, who do you really want? I mean, Jason wins at the end. Right. Give me Ryan Switzer. I'd rather again we're talking gambling here for some upside for, you know, Dak Prescott here, Des Bryant in that offense. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be a small, shifty safety blanket for Dak Prescott in a PPR league. I'd love to come over with a guy like Ryan Switzer in the fourth round. Again, a guy that could be my wide receiver, you know, on my team, wide receiver six, sure. wide receiver seven. Then all of a sudden, Des Bryant goes down. And you're like, oh, hey, hey now. Hey now. Sure. You're be a low-end wide receiver Ooh. three that Ooh. I got late in the fourth round of my rookie draft. All right. Little Switzer. Little scrappy do. <laughs> I like that pick. Little scrapper. Yeah. So where are we at now? Uh, number forty-one. Do you have anything else to say about Ryan Switzer? No, man. I like him. He's a good player. Uh, he's been doing well in camp. He's been he's been getting mentored from Des Bryant, which is you know on on how to catch balls in traffic and stuff like that, which is something obviously Des is really good at. So that's I mean that's great, man. Moving on yeah. to another quarterback we have on the list. Indeed. Um, Always in those situations where you can always, for the most part, unless it's an elite talent, kind of like a Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, you're going to get quarterbacks later in drafts. Especially in this draft where there's so much offensive talent, it does it's just kind of silly to take a quarterback high. Definitely with the how much talent's coming out next year at quarterback. I mean, there's going to be five quality quarterbacks at the very least in next year's draft. So I, said, I think I said this when we were talking about quarterbacks last week. If you do need a quarterback, there is no – really sense of urgency to reach because let them fall to you. Like right here, the Sean Kaiser for the Cleveland Browns. Following to you sure. with some good upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
where you can actually get a better quality quarterback in the third round, second round next year, who has a much higher ceiling. Deshaun Kaiser is a player going to a really good opportunity for a team that's been looking for a quarterback since 1982. Uh, well, not since 1982. 85? Um, no, it was later than that, man, like 89, 1776? Right. Bernie Kosar. Yeah, they signed a Declaration of Independence, and, <laughs> and then, then they said... And then they cut Bernie Kosar. <laughs> and they cut Bernie Kosar. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin said, get the hail out. <laughs> um, Kaiser, for me, you know, I he's got so many things that's wrong with him, but he's got a big arm. There's really good... There's glowing reports of him coming already out of camp. He's working with Hugh Jackson. Definitely worth the gamble here, right around here, to be a starting quarterback on a team that... Doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons, but has a lot of draft ammunition, a lot of cap space that could turn that offensive rat somewhat quickly with talent in the upcoming years. So here's here's my like Deshaun Kaiser breakdown. I, I started off thinking like after hearing you know about the the whole college season went through and everything, and you hear things about guys, I was like uh, Deshaun Kaiser um, couldn't even you know couldn't even hold down the starting job you know there at Notre Dame for, throughout the whole year or whatever. So I kind of had like a negative connotation with the guy. And then I started digging into the tape. And that's when I texted you and Mike. And this was like very early in the process of, you know, when we were breaking down the rookies. And this was the guy I was like, I think this guy might be my number one guy. And you guys both kind of said I was kind of crazy. And he ended up settling in, I think, number two or three in my, I think three in my final rankings. But the thing that the thing that really stuck out, stuck out was I think he's got one of the best arms in this draft and it's it's and it, he can be ultra accurate he makes amazing throws but Probably then it was the best out ball coming out yeah but then all of a sudden on like a short throw he'll just like he'll completely miss the target and his footwork is a mess and to me these are things that I think I think the coaching staff at the Browns knows about and they've been trying to correct as well because I, everything that I've read and and heard is Hey, when he does, you know, when he's got his feet underneath him, everything's everything looks great, you know. So I think it's it's if they can get that part of him right, this guy could be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And and he's already getting reps with the first team. I think this guy's getting fast tracked to a starting gig. If he doesn't start day one, you know, it's the Browns by week five he'll be starting. So I mean, if you're getting a guy in the fourth round that's going to be a, that gets a shot in his first year to see if he's going to be a starting caliber quarterback. That's pretty decent for me. Yeah, I think we'll get a shot sometime this year. I actually think Brock Osweiler opens week one as a starter. Um, I know right now Cody Kessler's there, but I just feel like, you know, it definitely Hugh Jackson coming out preseason saying, I want my quarterbacks to be 6'2 or above, and Cody Kessler does not stand there. Uh, if, if it's not Brock Osweiler, I think it's going to be Deshaun Kaiser. I, I don't even really think Kessler is going to be – is even an option to start week one. I, I mean, I – Cody Kessler's a backup quarterback, man. From it's everything I, from everything I've seen, he's a backup quarterback, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, man. You no. can make a ton of money being a backup quarterback. I just think that's what he is. Yeah, I wish I was a backup quarterback. Best job be, ever. Be a great gig. Looking all handsome over there, mm-hmm. holding a clipboard, holding my hold a you know, stand on the coach's shoulder when he's talking to the quarterback, <laughs> pat him on the bat, maybe on the butt. Oh, hey, um, you hire a butt and everything guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to right. uh, the team up north with a player here, Amara Darbo okay, from the yeah. University of uh, Team Up North. At <laughs> six foot one, two hundred fourteen pounds, goes to the Seattle Seahawks in the third round. I mean, I had six two, two fourteen, but yeah, whatever. We'll just go with my number. 
Um, now, this is a guy, you know, that I said before has a really cool story. I don't know about cool, but, you know, he's from Sierra Leone. Both parents killed in that war over there. Not uh, cool at all. Not okay. cool at all. Uh, came over here in 2001 and started playing football. Right. And he's a possession receiver. It, he's in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Really. No, he is. Um, I think he was a guy that was – he was always um, – Kind of the other guy, like uh, what was the uh, Jehu Chesson? Uh, uh, I mean, he was the other guy, the other wide receiver at Michigan. He was more probably highly touted, but Darbo just kind of outproduced him. Yeah, he was drafted higher. Right. Um, um, he's just one of those like possession receivers. He's and he's one of the. I mean, don't, I mean, he was one of those guys that graded or graded out like faster in the forty than I thought he would have. Way faster. You were in a four four five. Right. So I mean I think there's some there's some straight line of uh, you know upside there type of guy but he is definitely much more of a possession yeah, wide receiver. When I watched his tape, he seemed like he was like one of those one speed runners. Mm-hmm. Like just, there you go. Right. Now to guess he ran like a four like like a low four five four five. So yeah, you know? I would if if somebody was like, hey, he ran a four five seven, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably what he looks like. But he's got really good hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine and seven eighths size catches a lot. Runs pretty good routes from watching the film. Could be one of those guys here, again, that you get this late with. I know they have Ricardo Lockett. I know they have uh, Tyler Lockett. You mean. Tyler Lockett. Uh, they have. They have Paul uh, Paul Richardson. They have. Paul Richardson's a turd. Well, they have him. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, they're the other guys. The other Doug Baldwin, t- of Doug course. Doug Baldwin, of course. And we were both kind of thinking. I know <laughs> we were looking at. Like, he's, only, <laughs> he's, only a top, he's only a top 12 fantasy receiver. We're, um, we're both grasping at straws for that name, so, apparently. I mean, uh, you know, and all, all the other guys are pretty small. So for him coming right. in here, it's six foot two, 214 pounds is what my paper says. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's a nice game. Again, we're talking upside here. We're talking late, mid, or middle of the fourth round here mm-hmm. of a guy with a good opportunity. If he can come in and show they can do some things, pick up the offense in the next couple of years – can easily come in and start into that rotation and be a valuable asset for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm with you there, man. That's a good. It's a good spot. All right, next guy up, Tariq Cohen. Now this okay. is a guy I've already heard some good news coming of him of OTAs of his pass catching ability, and in Chicago there they're gonna you know it's just him and Jordan Howard essentially. That's that's basically Seattle. it, man. Yeah. Um. And and. Obviously, all the reports are, hey, they, the guy looks great. He's flying around. And then everyone's saying, hey, let's see what it looks like when the pads go on, which I'm also anxious to see as well because he is. this is a smaller guy. I mean, he's five a, foot six, 179 pounds. He's very small. So he, that, he's almost I, invisible. That's going to be a separator for me. If he's still doing it when the pads come on, then that's great, man, because that, that means he can actually contribute and you know he'll have a role. But um, – if when the pads come on, he kind of disappears. You, you're going to worry about if the physicality of oh, the he'll NFL disappear, is all right, right behind everybody else because he's super small. Well, yeah, but I mean, but he catches the ball really well and knows right? how to run some routes. So. He absolutely does. Yeah, he's got a chance. Uh, definitely a good spot. And a team that does not have a lot of offensive right. weapons. Right. So again, there's no. There, you're never getting any debate here from the fourth round on of just taking a running back. Right. Because like you said earlier, they're guys that you could put on your taxi squad. You know what you have in it with them from two years. If it works out, it does. It's great. If it doesn't, who cares? It's a cut, fourth round pick. Cut bait and you know, bail, man. You know, you obviously you want to hit on your fourth round picks. You do, but if it's a turd, then you're gonna flush it because you gotta move on. You need to clean water for the dog. You'll know it's a turd. You will know it's a turd. And want nothing to be hiding. 
two little corn <laughs> beady eyes staring back at you. I see you, sir, looking down me. I'm just down here, the water glistening all over my body. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're taking the creeper to the next level today, man. <laughs> next guy, Jeremy McNichols from <laughs> Boise State. Another big, big body receiver, running back here, all five foot nine of them. Uh, five foot nine, two fourteen. Um, ran a four four nine. Ran a four four nine. Smaller, one speed running back. Um, not a lot of power, really. But yeah, I here are my notes. Not overly quick, but has all right long speed. <laughs> it's what's blocked. He's not going to create a yards on his own or make people miss in the open. I mean, he averaged two point one yards after contact right. in college. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's, Solid. I don't know. I'm not like a big Jeremy McNichols fan. I personally wouldn't take him in the fourth round. You kind of talked me into it. Um, I just like I like his opportunity, right? I mean, right. Charles Sims right. is a free agent after this year. Doug Martin's a free agent after this year. If he can come in and show that he doesn't have to fumble, he did have eight fumbles his last two years. Uh, I know his size kind of hurts his pass protection ability here too. But if he shows that he can come in and be like a third down running back, yeah, like I'm not overly in love with Jeremy Nichols either, but I don't. Serious. I just don't think he does anything. I don't think he does anything great. So no. I, to me, I'm most like blah on that guy. This is probably a bad ranking here. All right, us. but yeah. he's here. Well, I mean, I'll just say it's a bad ranking by you because you're the one that talked me into it. Well, I mean, come on. we're in, we're in the end of the fourth <laughs> round here. Just kidding, man. I think I shouldn't have let you talk me into it. I guess, I guess now that you're thinking about it, I would take Deshaun Watts ahead. Of, I would take all the next guys ahead of him. So. Just pretend that we just said uh, Jeremy Nichols is 48. <laughs> there you go. Take him last in this. Take bro. him last. But then after Cohen, we'd go Bucky Hodges. Bucky Hodges, my man. Now, Bucky Hodges doesn't have much competition. No, I mean, really all he's got is my man Kyle Rudolph over there who's literally injured every single year. And Kyle Rudolph's clearly the starter. He's not overtaking sure. him. But right. Bucky Hodges is a working proje- project. He- and they did have Nicole Pruitt. Remember Nicole Pruitt? Michael Pruitt. Michael Pruitt. <laughs> He's Michael. Uh, what's his still on the table? Yeah, this, I need him. Uh, he this did. Is my guy. Right. And when he was coming out, we're like, hey, if Norm's going to say this is my guy, if Norm or Norv, Norv Turner's going to say this is my guy. Hey, Norv. Hey, Norm. You like hey. hot dogs? Hey, Norm. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? It's a, it's a simple question. <laughs> I would. I'd smother myself in brown mustard and relish. relish? I'd be delicious. <laughs> what a great, what a great comedic uh, uh, it is. But yeah, once uh, once uh, Norv left town, he's <laughs> yeah. Norv left town, and Michael Pruitt, Pruitt quickly left. Also, I think and what he's, team is he with now? I think he's on Chicago. Oh yeah, and that's Shaheen's job. You know, a lot of good reports coming out of uh, camp about Shaheen. I know. If you haven't had your rookie draft yet. And Shaheen is still there at the top of the third round. You are, my friend, are getting tremendous value. Indeed. This guy is going to be a player. I agree, man. Great great, uh, great on plug on Adam Shaheen. And again. off the field. Okay. Play on player. You know it. Uh-huh. No diggity? No doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Bucky Hodges. He's one of those tight ends again. He needs he needs some work. He, he needs some work, but, he, I mean, he's a move tight end. He got he lined up all over the place at Virginia Tech. Um he wasn't asked to block in line a whole heck of a lot. Um, he's a former quarterback, right? So he's 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 a late conversion type of guy from from quarterback to tight end. He did have um, what I would call like some concentration drops, as you know, here and there, which I, I mean I think you know you can contribute that to 
a guy switching from quarterback to tight end. You know, you're not going to ha- – everything's moving a little bit quicker at that point um, until you really settle in. So uh, once once I think Bucky Hodges gets his feet underneath him at the tight end position completely, he definitely has the athleticism to be one of those guys that really is a seam buster and, uh, and a move tight end. He's only been playing for three years. Uh, right. 28% of his catches were for 20-plus yards. So he is a guy that can get downfield, make some plays for the football team. Behind Again, behind – Kyle Rudolph, they might have to go two tight end sets eventually. Who knows? But again, a nice project here. This is this is a project, right? This is the guy that can't make plays. This is the guy that you know. Two years from now, he's still on your practice squad, and you're and you're making the decision to move him up. Most likely, he most likely wouldn't have done because he won't have done anything. You're going to bring him up basically on faith alone, and and that'll be it. Like my good friend George Michael said one time, "Gotta have faith, faith, faith. You gotta have faith, faith, faith." Such a good singer. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad American Idol is coming back because that's right. going to give you a chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next on the list, Deshaun Watson. Okay. I'm sorry, national champion Deshaun Watson. Okay. Quarterback of the Houston Texans. Sure. They trade up with the Cleveland Browns to take Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. national champion. Now, of all the quarterbacks, he's definitely going to the best spot. You know, you got DeAndre Hopkins there. You got a couple good running backs there. A lot going on. For Deshaun Watson. But let's see if he can play at the next level. Plus, all he does is win. But, yeah, listen, the reason that I don't have him higher, and I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, the reason I don't have him higher is because he wins, but he has accuracy issues. And in the NFL, that stuff gets exposed even more. And he has a tendency to throw high an awful lot. So if he can get that under control, if that happens to be, it doesn't look like a, to me, it doesn't look like a footwork type of thing. It just looks like he's he's not that accurate of a thrower. Um, so I'm not sure how much that's going to be able to be changed or tweaked in the NFL. Hopefully they can. Hopefully it's something mechanical that they can figure out because if they can, he's going to be an awesome quarterback. But if they can't, he's going to be a guy that throws a ton of interceptions and just never really makes it. I mean, it's, 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 he's got DeAndre Hopkins there, so they had a Clemson, Clemson connection, which is going to be nice sure, as well. Sure. And anytime you get a, a quarterback that's taken in top 15 NFL draft here late in the fourth round, I mean, it's definitely worth the gamble. I mean, it's – it's most of the time worth the gamble. <laughs> just put it that way. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to paint up. Uh, definitely worth the gamble. Nah, I don't want it. I don't want to say definitely. It's most um, of the time worth it. Next guy we have on the list here is Malachi Dupree, all six foot two and a half of him out of LSU. Skinny little guy. Yeah, only one hundred ninety two. Six foot two, one hundred ninety six pounds. Now he's only he only had five hundred ninety three career yards. Right at LSU, but. You think, hey, that's not a lot of yards, 593 yards at LSU. That was 26% of the team's yards. So he was their number one receiver. To say that it was a little bit of an anemic passing game would be a bit of a joke. Yeah, this guy was a highly touted high school recruit, really good side, tracks the ball well, uh, but they ran the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have Leonard Fournette, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to run the ball a ton. Good hands, lined up all over the field, um, just very slim guy that jumps pretty well. Goes to Green Bay. Jordy Nelson's a little bit older. Randall Cobb's probably not going to get renewed there. Devontae Adams is a future stud. So I think as he sits there and learns the offense down the road in a couple of years, we might – I know we talked about him when we were doing our scouting profiles is Malachi Dupree is just a big question mark. He's a big yeah, big time. I mean, he's got upside if he's in the right situation, and this obviously was – 
I mean, it's not ideal for playing time, but as as far as if he does crack a lineup, that's a great offense to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, we knew he was going to sit. We knew he was going to sure. take time to sure. develop as it mm-hmm. was, you know, put some weight on. So if I'm going to take a player and I'm going to have him sit for a little bit, there's a couple spots I'm going to be okay with that. Green mm-hmm. Bay being one of them. Sure. Indy being another, you know. Right. Some, a good team that always comes out with really good receivers. Green Bay always comes out and produces these receivers, and they all come out pretty pretty well. Um, I mean, there's Aberderis that people were waiting on to be. Sure, there's all sure. these names that come through. We always wait on them to take to the next level. And I think he comes in right at a really good opportunity where some of these receivers, are by the time he's ready, going to be seeing them ways out mm-hmm. in Green Bay. So at the end of the fourth round, upside, I'm okay with Dupree here. Me too. Next guy on the list is the last guy on the list. Last guy on the list. By the name of George. When you have a name of George, well, good things happen. You get drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. George Kittle, tight oh, end. Way to go ruin it with the last name. I'm talking about George here. <laughs> Sorry, man. Go ahead, George Kittle. Uh, fifth round pick, fifth, second second pick in the fifth round. Um, six foot four, 247, ran a 4.52 in the 40. And Pretty 30, 35-inch vertical. Um, 18 reps and and 11 foot broad jump like so I mean the guy came out as like super athletic um, so he, he went to Iowa he went to college in Iowa so he can block so you know he can block not nobody you know comes out of that program and is on the offensive side and doesn't know how to block um, so that's great news and all all the reports coming out of the 49ers camp is that he's you know he's doing really well and obviously I think we we've mentioned it before but I mean this is a Kyle Shanahan picked tight end. I mean, this is very similar to a Kyle Shanahan picked running back. He knows what he's looking for in his system very, very well. So if he's going to hand pick a guy, I'm going to I'm going to pay attention. And and George Kittle, I think, is a guy that <clears throat> has a big time upside. And plus, they were already trying to move. Um, what's his name? Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald. Thank you. I, I knew McDonald. I could not pull Vance out of my brain. Vance McDonald during the draft and just didn't happen. So. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I think Kittle's it paves. Just, I think it paves the way for him to be a, a starter. It he's maybe a well-rounded tight end. Sure, and I mean, he, I mean, he caught six. He does have a lot of production at Iowa, but no. he he did catch sixty percent of his balls that were thrown to him. Has pretty good hands. Can block pretty well. Just goes back to those kind of like um, who we talked about earlier, Jake Butt, like a really well-rounded tight end who Sh- Shanahan selected that could be his tight end. Pop, Potentially, sure. So last pick in the fourth round, I'm a gander. I'm a, I'm gonna put a little uh, Kittle in the kitty. Yeah, I mean George Kittle didn't have a ton of offensive production last year. He had 314 yards that tied him for 5,611th. No, it tied him for third on his team. Oh, and I'm and it, that's only that's only one yard from being second on his team. Oh my. So I mean, yeah, the the top guy on their team had 517 yards receiving. The second guy had 315. So I mean, it, it's there wasn't a lot of offense. Let me guess. George Kittle had 313. You're terrible at math. 314. Um, one plus one is two. 315 minus one is 314. Let's carry the six. You forgot to carry the one. Carry the seven. All right. Got it. Okay. Anyway. George Kittle. So another another guy that was in an anemic offense and, you know, once he gets to the NFL, could have uh, much better production than he did in college. So that's it. That's your top 48 rookies. That's it, man. Ready for them? You're going to go all the way I'm, down the list? You're goddamn right I am. All right, let's all do right, this. Are you ready for this? Sure. In order, 
our to finish it off for 2017. Don't forget to make the switch to number 48 for our our good friend George Kittle, McNichols. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, McNichols. <laughs> You're getting bumped. In order, not alphabetical. How we have them ranked. This is it. After it's all said and done, if you have any rookie draft, then write this down. Take a picture of me talking about it. Here we go. Starting from number one, and then at 48, Corey Davis, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, John Ross, Alvin Kamara, Zay Jones, David Njoku, Kareem that's, Hunt. That's the end of the first round. And then, yes. then it starts off with Kareem Hunt, Cooper Cup, Joe Williams, Curtis Samuel, Samaje Pirine, uh, Gerald Everett, and Carlos Henderson, Marlon Mack, Deontay Foreman, Chris Goodwin, or Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then Adam Shaheen rounds out the second round. Picking up at the third round at number 25, we have James Conner, Tywan Taylor, Chad Hansen, Jamal Williams, Kenny Galladay, Chad Williams, Donnell Pumphrey, Josh Reynolds, Mitch Trubisky, Pat Mahomes, or Darius Stewart, Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith is the last and pick. And before you get into that last round we just talked about, that's a freaking hell of a third round, let me tell you. It I love is. those guys. I was so pumped during our draft in the third round because that's when my picks started that there was still so much talent on the board. Um, but starting off the fourth, we're going Jake Butt. Ooh. Ooh. Elijah McGuire, Aaron Jones, Ryan Switzer, Deshaun Kaiser, Amara Darba, Tariq Cohen, Bucky Hodges, Deshaun Watson, Malachi Dupree, George Kittle, and Jeremy McNichols. Wow, what a what a draft off. class, huh? What a draft class. A lot of research. It was a fun draft class to cover. Uh, a class that can really take your dynasty team to the next level. This is a class, kind of like the 2014 class. You come away with a lot of assets. Definitely recommend if you get rid of some draft picks next year to grab more assets this year, kind of like what I did in the draft. Sure. Go ahead and get all up in there. It kind of goes to show you, too, don't always go for that big trade like, oh, I got to get a first. Don't be afraid to try and grab some second-round picks. Some third, Obviously, Especially we said this third-round picks. Yeah. Ooh. If you come away with somebody has two seconds and you give away a player on your team that you really don't even want on your roster, or say a guy who doesn't have an opportunity to even start on your roster, say you're really deep there, you're not getting a lot of opportunity or carries, and somebody's going to give their second because they know it's a good class. If you come away with, like, two-thirds, I'll be okay with that. I mean, you can, get it, you, can come, you can come away with most likely, even though we have them as high, because there might be some guys in your draft where we rank these guys that will be available in the third round. They might be getting picked in the second round. or Yeah, because there's guys that we have, like, you know, I can see Tywan Taylor. I can see uh, James Conner. Guys like that getting Jamal taken. Williams, for sure. Everyone's trying to pick him. Everybody's like taking Jamal round. Williams right. in the second round. So some people in our second round will get bumped down to your third round. Mm-hmm. And you come away with guys that they have opportunity, like, just the two receivers alone, or three receivers, when you have Tywan Taylor, Chad Williams, and Kenny Galladay. And you come up with those three guys, odds are one of those guys are going to hit. Sure. So it's pretty good value there. Good draft class. Great draft class. Um, one yeah. of the, It was a lot of fun to cover. There was a ton of talent, obviously, man. This yeah, was, I mean, compared to last year's draft class, when you're like, okay, here we are. Dra- last year's draft class, I didn't even want to draft in the third round. And this year, it's like crazy man like yeah it, i it, we don't have many opportunities to cover classes like this i right. said like 2014 was there but here we are three years later we don't know when it's going to come up 
along again. I know next year's draft class is going to have a lot of uh, quarterbacks. Still going to be another strong running back class coming mm-hmm. out next year too. So if you missed out on some of the running backs here or you ended up – don't be don't be afraid to force it. I know it's a really strong running back class, but if these running backs push talent down. Don't forget how good this t- this class is at tight end. I was going to say, I'd be surprised if we see a tight end class like this again in the next 10 years. This is the best class years. I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so this is ridiculous. If you need help at tight end, don't be afraid to go tight end. If it comes down to running back and tight end, don't force the running back because you can get that running back next year. Same thing with the running backs. I mean, if you need some, if you need that tight end, you can go running back. There's no problem coming with Adam Shaheen or ever later Sure. in this draft class. There's five, there's five, in my eyes, there's five quality tight ends here. And even at running back, if you need help later, if you need a guy in a PPR league, like you get James Conner in the third, you can get Donnell Pumphrey in the third. In the second round, you could take the good upside in a guy like Joe Williams. We have Kareem Hunt fell to the 13th pick, which we still don't know how because we both take him in the first round. <laughs> uh, you get him there. Marlon Mack in the second round. Samaj sure. P. Ryan in the second round. So there's good value everywhere all throughout this class. Definitely recommend going best player available. I mean, we recommend it all the time. All the time. Right. But really kind of stick to your board here and just go best player available. It, it's so deep and so mixed where you'll be able to get something next year. Definitely, I definitely would say don't reach on the quarterbacks this year if you need quarterback help. None of these quarterbacks are going to really help you this year anyways. Nope. You're way better off waiting until next year. So if that's the one position I'm saying, hey, stay kind of away. Right. Like we, reach I mean, elsewhere, let them fall that. to you. If one falls due in the fourth round, pick them. Like who cares at that point? But but don't kill yourself going up and, and like trying to snag one of these guys in the first round or yeah. second round. The difference something. between Deshaun Kaiser dynasty value-wise and Pat Mahomes it's not that drastic. No. So there's no reason to reach for a guy in the third round when you can come away with, again, like one of the guys that we mentioned beforehand. Right. So is that it? That's it, man. Is that the podcast? A little 45-minute today? That's it, bro. We, we flew it. through it, yeah. Next week, we're going to get into uh, just some dynasty, straight dynasty talk. Straight dynasty talk, straight giveaway stuff. A little and strategy action. Yeah. Uh, got some breaking news. Not some breaking news. We got some new news. The red shirts are going to happen. Yeah. The actual red ones. Uh, yes. We're going to go red shirts, and we're going to be white and black. White and black. Yeah. Uh, now, that number six uh, graphic designer, and a couple of people came away with those. With the cranberry, that newest cranberry shirt. With like the gray and white? The gray and it was no, it's like gray and black. It's like the darker one. It's a number six on the picture. I'll take that. Uh I got some really good feedback from that. So I think we're gonna do a very limited edition of those t shirts. Okay. So the cranberry shirts we'll put out there, it'd be a little limited edition as well. So if you do want I got a couple emails, hey, I want a five XL, I want a four XL. If you do want a shirt that's not in your size, you can email me, rich at dynastynerds.com, and I will make sure on this next order, because I'm placing a big order on shirts. I'm going to up, re-up on the blacks. I'm going to re-up on the grays. Bring in the new reds for everybody. We're going to do a limited edition on the cranberry. And if there's a shirt you want on a size we don't carry, which was going to be anything from 2XL and above, just shoot me an email, and I will special order it for you. Nice. And if you don't buy it after a special order for you, <laughs> I'm going to put your name on a list. And that's going to be called the Rich Dotson Arch Nemesis look list. And you'll be on it. I can't wear a 5XL. No. You look you look silly. I know. I look really silly. That is, it's cranberry gray and white is, is what number six. Is it is. cranberry yep. gray and white? Let me mm-hmm. see it. Show it to me. Show it to you. Show it to you. Ooh. Ooh, that is a, dude, that does look kind of good, though, doesn't it? 
No, it does. Yeah. It just wasn't red. For those of you guys that don't know and maybe are questioning some of, of Rich's color combinations, <laughs> he's actually colorblind, like legitimately colorblind. I am so, colorblind. So if he sends out stuff that looks goofy and asks you um, to rate the colors, that's why some of it looks goofy. No, no. That was, was just sent to me. I didn't, I didn't pick those color combos. That was just sent to me. And I tweeted out. That's I didn't I didn't make those squares. I thought you I thought you chose those. No, those <laughs> were right. just tweeted out to me. I don't I might not know what all the colors are on those shirts, okay? But don't mock my disability. No, the, okay. The, that the, is racism. The red one with the green glasses and the green dynasty nerds. It uh, looks like Christmas. It looks like a ridiculous Christmas Dynasty ho, Nerd shirt. Ho, ho. Put a beard on that thing. You can't tell. You don't even know that it's green. Never Does mind. It, number three won in a landslide. Of course it did. It's the only one that looks normal. And it looks good. So the new red shirts, if you haven't seen it, get to my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you retweet it? I think so, yeah. All right, so get to Matt's Twitter. Get to Dynasty Twitter. I think it's pinned to my Twitter. Okay. You'll see the new red shirts, the number three. And then the cranberry one, number six. We're going. I'm going to order some. But I'm going to make it a limited edition shirt. Because we never had a limited edition anything. No, we have not. So what what would make it a limited Do edition? Do we get a limited edition? I'm ordering myself one. You yeah, want one? Yeah, I'll take one. All right, yeah. I mean, it's a, if a it's a limited edition, edition yeah. I think and we should have wor- one. That's going to be worth $20 sure. in five years. All sure. right, easily. So we're going to make... what? How many do you think we should make of those? Like five of each? Like medium, yeah, large? Yeah, like, like 20 to 25. Large, yeah. And that's it? And that's never it. make them again, right? Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a limited edition. No, well, maybe we'll come out with another different limited edition someday. Yeah, so, I mean, I think this is three years, and it'll be our third color shirt. Sure. And um, we're going to run out of options. But, no, we could do a blue one in 2018. Hey, man. Now you're coming up with well, ideas. My whole wardrobe is just to be full of high-five awesomeness. <laughs> um, if you don't know our shirts, uh, they are the most comfortable shirts in the world. They are amazing. Uh, now, the red shirts will be the 50-50 American apparels. They won't be the tri-blends. They don't have the red in tri-blend. But the 50-50, but I assure you, is also very comfortable. You brought one over yeah. at the pool party on Saturday. Uh-huh. I touched it with my fingers. They're just as soft. I, I immediately th- high-fived <laughs> Yeah, they're just as soft. I just envision the Dynasty logo on. But it will still be an American apparel t-shirt, so yep. it will still be ultimate comfort. Absolutely. A couple things we can guarantee you with these t-shirts. One, you're going to look better. Absolutely. Two... Your sex life will improve. Three, your high five intake, guaranteed to improve. Mm-hmm. Four, your rookie drafting will take another step to the next level. Ooh. Reasons being so, one, you obviously buy the shirt because you listen to the podcast. And that will help all in itself. And that's, that's, all, that's all it really takes. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but again, the Dynasty Nerd shirts, it's, it's, again, we don't really advertise on this show very much because we don't really water it down. Uh we don't we don't do we don't charge for the site we don't do much right so we try to uh sell the shirts to help with the podcast and the website honestly if we sell two shirts in a month it pays for the podcast for one month so basically we need you guys to buy 20,000 shirts hey i mean it's not asking a lot that's a lot of months i mean basically if every single person that listens to this podcast bought a t-shirt like we could do the podcast for the next what five years easily. sure something like that yeah and again we have, we have writers to pay check out dynastynerds.com with all the great writers uh, Corey just put a great article out Corey evans um at cory nfl just put a great article out about undervalued rookies in the 2017 class you got to read that you got to read that it's good content man yeah good if you want to find out where the good value is listen i can promise you one thing Corey knows what the hell he's talking about 
He's got a great podcast called The Dynasty Dude mm-hmm. Podcast. He goes on there. He knows what the hell he's talking about. Corey's one of our top writers. All our writers are terrific. John DeMent, all these guys. Brandon Penny just put out a podcast or po- uh, article. Sweet. I think most of our writers have podcasts, too. Do they? I think they do. Cool. I think everybody has a Dynasty podcast nowadays. Though. Nowadays. Just I mean, throw them all together. Those things pop up left and right. <laughs> they really do. They're everywhere. We're here too. So who hey, man, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Hey, the more of the merrier, right? It's a the, fun topic to discuss, man. What you know, want? podcasts are like buttholes. Everyone's got one. Everybody's got one. Um, <laughs> so make sure to check out, you know, dinosaurs.com. Make sure you guys get one of those new t-shirts. And if you want one that is not in size, make sure you shoot me an email and let me know what color you want too. So I know I, I know I got a couple emails already. Say, so, hey, if you order those shorts, g- give me give me one of those too. Wait, we're doing shorts? Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. People for me are like, hey, you ever think about doing hats and stuff? And I'm like, well, maybe one day. A lot of work involved in making hats. Oh, see, I'm so hats. Like, I would love to have a hat, but it'd have to be like, like I'm. That's what I mean. Like, I you odds can't are, if a, you ever see me out of in public, I'm gonna be wearing a baseball hat. That's what I do. Right. I've been doing it my whole life. I love baseball hats. So for me, it had, like I'd have to rock it all the it time. It has to be a nice hat. It can't be a crappy hat. Like, yeah. So maybe one day we'll do hats. Right. It's that's what I, that's what I meant by it's so much work. Like yeah, I mean you, you got to really put that together. I think the safest bet would be like the trucker hat. You know, like the mesh in the back, little thing actually in the front. I think those would probably be the safest bet because then you don't have to mess around with things getting fitted or anything like that. You know what's crazy? I just now for the first time envisioned a dinosaur hat, and it looked like a, it looks like it'd be like a damn cool hat. Coming, right. coming in twenty eighteen. Coming in twenty eighteen. But in the meantime, if you want to talk about you know fashion, uh, but. Uh, or anything, you can hit me up on Twitter. Hashtag Creeper. At Dynasty Rich. Or <laughs> at Dynasty Matt. Oh, shit, crap. What, what, two weeks ago, I got all drunk during the Cavs game. I, I even did a little, uh, took questions drunk at midnight. You sure did. I, was just, I had to delete that. I don't, I, yeah. I was really drunk. Yeah. So between like, <laughs> Rich is the kind of drunk that reminds you that he's really drunk. <laughs> he's drunk. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember doing that, but I don't think that I'm that kind of drunk. Hey. I've seen you. I mean, you've proclaimed your love for me a few times. So I've definitely, I've definitely sometimes get to the drunkness where I'm like, yeah. man, I'm a lover. Like I just let oh, the people yeah, that I love, let them know that I love. You loved me. I do love you. I know. I'm not afraid to say it. That's okay, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad you acknowledged that. <laughs> um, I just well, did the Han Solo. I know. Well, I'm glad we, <laughs> I'm glad we just did ten minutes of rambling. Alrighty. So if you're still sticking around, we know you love us too. Right. <laughs> and guess what? We love I, you I'm back. sober and we, I love you back. <laughs> so we'll get into next week. Our, it's official. Taste it. Tomorrow's the first day of summer. It is. And so we're going to begin our summer podcast. It's Pete, man. Little evergreen episodes. We'll do some uh, buy lows, some dynasty strategy, how we operate our dynasty leagues, and all that fun as we get ready for vacations and all that jazz. Sweet, man. So until then, I'll revidate you. Uh, bye bye now. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.